Hello, 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 and welcome to Emotional Support. I'm so excited to finally tell you guys that we are coming back for 2020. We have the most exciting, awesome, crazy, fun guests, and I get to share a lot more with you guys. We talked with David Haggerty for the Beauty and the Brain special, so thank you so much for being my emotional support. I love you guys. Hello, hello, hello. I am Alessandra Torsani, and I am here with my other better half, David Haggerty, neuroscientist to the stars, um, basically just my everything, and this is Beauty in the Brain. Hi, David. Hello. How are you? How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. It is currently snowing in the Midwest, no. so... Uh, yeah, things are dark. Things are dark. Very dark right now. <laughs> things are not doing so well. Yeah. Well, because it's almost the holidays. I mean, <laughs> I thought that we would make it to like Thanksgiving first. Before the before snow hit? Before it became miserable and it gets dark at like 4 p.m., but um, we're here. So it's just something we got to live with. Doesn't that seem like the weirdest thing in the entire world that daylight savings, just one hour seems to kind of mess up your entire life. I, as a scientist, like to usually not venture into the world of conspiracy theories, but daylight savings time is the largest conspiracy theory I have ever lived through in my entire life. Okay. Explain. Like, it should not exist. Explain. I just, I don't understand why we have to, like, randomly move the time around. And then, like, everyone's like, oh, like, every single year, you're like, oh, daylight savings time won't bother me. And then it happens. And then you're like, oh, my God, why is my life a wreck for the last three weeks? And you're like, oh, because they changed the clocks on us again. It's just a mess. Like, your body clock doesn't interact with like the time that your phone says like it's based off of light cycles and like how much sleep you've gotten and like all these other things like i don't understand why we just like artificially made daylight savings time for like some random reason like i just i hate it we should get rid of it so you just brought up a really good point i was just talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about how it was beautiful outside it was 85 degrees in la this weekend and we are mid-november already um but it was so strange because we went to lunch and around two o'clock he was like i need to go to the pool i need to get as much sun as possible because i have seasonal depression now i don't have seasonal depression because i get very excited for for the holidays so for me i don't mind the darkness but that's a real thing seasonal depression and a lot of people have been writing me in about this you know, what What can we do to help out with this change and, and affects um, with, our, with the depression of it all? Okay, I have a bunch to unpack here. So <laughs> really interestingly, at least to me, I think this is interesting, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. It is basically what psychiatrists and therapists use. It's like the Bible for them um, that lists out what disorders are and what they aren't and all these like different classifications. Um, I think we've talked about this in the past, but like, Mm -hmm. this is basically how we define sort of what mental health problems are, like what disorders are or what they aren't. 
Um, and like basically every couple of years, this book gets updated. So the DSM five came out and uh, don't, don't quote me 2013. It was the last update um, around that time frame, And they actually got rid of seasonal affective disorder as a specific mood disorder. Why? So now it's just classified under another behavioral pattern. Um, so it's basically not its own disease anymore or it's its own disorder anymore. Um, it's part of just anxiety and depression. And you get like a special checkbox at the very end of it um, that is in quotations with seasonal patterns. So like doctors will note whether your mood changes over time with the seasons, um, but it actually isn't its own thing anymore according to the medical community but why did that why is it not its own thing anymore i think they're trying to move to more of a spectrum based approach to these things um so like very similarly like in the old dsm versions um alcohol abuse and i'm gonna mess this up now that i have to do it on the spot but there (laughs) used to be two separate things it was like alcohol abuse um, and like alcohol disorders and they sort of had the same things, but they were a little bit different. Um, but moving forward with the fifth DSM, um, they combined the two into what's now called alcohol use disorder. And like for the DSM five, like they got rid of a bunch of stuff and like sort of compounded it in the spectrum as well. Um, so rather than just having seasonal affective disorder uh, with anxiety and depression with cyclorhythmia and like all these, like with other things, they just said, We're going to have one major classifier for anxiety and depression, and then we'll specify what kind of anxiety depression it is underneath it. Hmm. So now you could just be diagnosed baseline of like you have an affective disorder and it just shows up with a seasonal patterning. Wow. Um, So, I mean, we're splitting hairs in the medical community over these things. Um, I'm a big proponent of looking at things on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. Um, but- also, it's really interesting for people who self-identify or use these things as like common terms in the public when you're like, oh, like I'm feeling like I have seasonal affective disorder. Like in a few years, people who didn't grow up with that terminology will be like, what's that? We don't use those words anymore. Mm-hmm. So like we always have to like update, you know, what we think. <laughs> so it's ever evolving is basically what's going on in, in the mental health behind the scenes world. It's always moving. Always. I mean, and it's like seasonal affective disorder, if I'm not wrong again, again, like if somebody can correct me, um, it's pretty centric to American culture. Really? So you're saying people like in Iceland, right? Because in Iceland don't, I mean, God, I'm probably saying this wrong, but when people see the 18 hours of sunlight and the 18 hours of, you know, nighttime, it doesn't affect them like one hour of change for us? I mean, I think that, I mean, biologically speaking, it still affects them. But I think because the changes that they see in light day cycles are so large that it's very commonplace for them to understand that when those changes happen, their mood will also change. Hmm. Versus like, like versus like in America where like, you know, even though the time like day night sort of those light dart cycles change, they don't change as drastically. So mm-hmm. I feel like we're just sort of immune where we're like, Oh, it was just an hour. Like my mood shouldn't shift. Right. Um, 
So you see people wanting to sort of medicalize it more here versus like culturally speaking in other places, these things might be happening. They might be happening worse, but like from a cultural viewpoint, seasonal affective disorder, like isn't as culturally relevant in some other places. It's like inherently Western and and almost American in a very weird sense. So what would you recommend for people out there who are affected by it? I know that there's, what are they, like the UVB lights or something that they say you should have with you or? Yeah. So the, there's an underlying theory here that, um, like your friend said, like they need to get sunlight. So sunlight in your skin actually converts specific molecules into vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And it does that through UV light. Um, So a lot of people will get these like basically like happy lamps as they're marketed and branded um, that emit a specific wavelength of UV light. So there's UVA, UVB, and UVC. And the UVB is the light that doesn't give you a sunburn, um, but penetrates your skin and causes that reaction to happen. So you can actually boost internal stores of vitamin D. Hmm. You can also take a vitamin D supplement. Um, I'm pretty sure the American Medical Association and like a bunch of other organizations that support physicians um, always report that like, I don't I don't know what the exact percentage is, but like a large number of people in our society are vitamin D deficient. I know I am, um, yeah. So there's like a lot of people too. Like I know my general practitioner um, will always suggest that I'm taking vitamin D supplements as well. Hmm. Um, so this idea that if we're low on vitamin D, it can affect our mood. Um, and during seasonal changes when there's less sunlight out, um, people can, you know, try and supplement or augment that lack of sunlight with with these UV lights. Or people can just come to beautiful, sunny California and we'll show them a great old time. Trust me, I literally think about leaving the Midwest every single day. (laughs) Well, David, um, thank you so much for answering this question. And for everyone out there, I want you to write into us, let David and I know Um, what your solutions are for seasonal depression. Do you use the lights? Do you take a vitamin? Do you just kind of go on vacation? Do you have those funds? Do you want to bring David and I on your vacation? Because we're totally down for that. Um, And thank you so much for listening to Beauty and the Brain. Bye. Bye.